Hi, everyone. Welcome to I Am Real. We are so excited to finally be here with you. We've been thinking about having our own podcast since our first live talk back in November. Yes. Which was my first time doing a, a talk like that. You've done many. And we felt like people really like wanted us to do more together. So we are so excited for this new adventure. Yeah, I mean, the response we got after our panel, and if you weren't at our panel, it was around mental health and mental well-being. And Marta and I have been such huge advocates for this, I mean, our entire lives. So we were like, okay, let's do more of these. And we had planned to do panels all over the country as a tour. And then coronavirus happened And we were like, okay, what are we going to do? And I know there are a million podcasts out there, but we really feel this is the best way to be able to connect and reach you all with, you know, a click of a button. I think it's so powerful to share your own experience, no matter what it is, you know, like bad or good, because that creates relatability on people and that just can change someone's life, honestly. And I feel like just by me, like being more open about mental health and like my life and what I go through on a daily on Instagram, like makes people feel like more accepted and just like they're not alone going through whatever they're going through. So it's so nice to have a proper platform where to share more in-depth stuff like that. The beginning of quarantine and throughout the summer, we've done Instagram lives around mental health with brands and the response was even better than the than the live talk that we did actually like even like made us feel even more motivated. Exactly. And we've gotten emails and DMs and people from all over Lots the of world. DMs, Lots of DMs from everywhere. Yeah. And from a lot of younger people too, which is super to me positive that because it means that they're like opening up to like sharing more about this topic. And sometimes, you know, like it's, it's really hard to like be open about how you feel about things like that. Exactly. So. And the pandemic, unfortunately or fortunately has left a lot of us, you know, with ample amount of time that we didn't have before. We don't have the distractions around us. And so many of us are feeling things like anxiety and depression and for the first time in our lives. And Marta and I, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself, but I've been dealing with anxiety and depression since I was probably seven or eight. So I've picked up a few tools along the way on how to address it, but my panic attacks have gotten worse. And I've had to start therapy again and I've gotten back on medication. So there is no one right answer on how to address mental health. And we just hope by just having these conversations and sharing our stories and the stories of others around us that we can at least bridge the gap between mental health being such a big, scary thing to, you know, normalize it and Mm -hmm. normalizing the stigma around it. I started going to therapy when I was 17 and to me it was something that came so natural where like I knew that I needed help so I just like did it but I realized when I talk about it with my friends that are my age now it's something that's so scary for a lot of them uh, so sharing what what it felt like to me helped them a lot and for me personally quarantine was difficult at first but then it just opened up so many like aspects of my life that I wasn't really like focusing on before because I was traveling and working so much that I think it opened me up in a way that I needed for so many years and as bad as it's been because for me I'm so lucky to have work and to be doing stuff it just taught me so much about patience about how to utilize your time and about really who are your people and and just like 
that's something that we don't normally do. So No, and I think it's really shown us how to be mentally agile, flexible. And adaptable. And adaptable. Like who would have thought if you told us back in February, oh, you guys are going to be literally home by yourselves. I knew that. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Marta did. (laughs) No, Marta, let me tell you about Marta. Marta in February, you know, we had lunch that week or we met up, whatever, and she was so sad. And I'm like, babe, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Like something's Actually, not right. Actually really depressed. She was like on the verge of tears. I'm like, what is going on? Like, and she's like, you don't know what's coming. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She was like acting yeah. like, you know, the end of the world movie was about to happen. And she was like, coronavirus, COVID. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not here. It's not coming here. And she's like, I'm like yeah, oh, it is. It is. And it's you so don't know. Is. And I just stopped going out. I think that week I just like started just doing stuff from home and I mentally prepared myself from March. So that's why I think I was able to like still do stuff and be creative from home. But uh, we've had our moments. I mean, I've called you crying. I think <laughs> I haven't cried this much in the last four months since I was like, I don't know, maybe like a teenager. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like young. I, even like on a happy day, I'd be crying about something cute or like just so like emotionally available. And in a way that again, like when I was just working and traveling and doing all my stuff, I just wouldn't be so open to feeling things, which I think is the key to like work on your mental health. You have to feel whatever it is exactly to, feel to go through it and to heal, you know? Exactly. And that's, I think what prevents people from like getting better because they don't want to feel their the origin of their pain or their traumas and who does really though but i feel like once you realize that that is essential for everybody because we all have our set of problems once you open up to that you find solutions so it comes from like accepting it basically i love what you said about opening yourself up to feel to feel to like sadness to like crying to like not feeling good but then you always feel better after not feeling good so i think you need both you have to pass through the storm like there's no other way like you have to sail through it walk through it there's no shortcut and not for me there hasn't been for sure i'm grateful for everything that's happened in in a way so i think we should all have openness to our pain i have to say there are some days i'm so great and i'm productive and some days i can't get out of bed and i cry and I call Marta. I call my mom. Same. (laughs) When I feel that way, I do that too. Yeah. And like we have our conversation and I'm so thankful that I've had you during quarantine because there are days where it's like things don't really make sense the way they used to because you don't see an end to this. And so you don't really, you can't plan ahead that much from, you know, just you just feel less productive and that's a trigger, you know? It's a trigger for sure. And, you know, just having a friend that like a real friend that I can talk to and that understands and you give me your ear to listen, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, it's okay. Like you don't have to be the superwoman today. And that's why we called our podcast. I am real because I think being who you really are as much as you can with everybody is really the truest gift that we are given. And I think people didn't do that enough. I think that is one of my missions in life to make people feel like they can be what they are. They shouldn't hide it. And And that's why I think I want to learn about, talk about what it feels to them to be real and what their challenges are and how they work on them. And I think there's such a big learning opportunity from like hearing those stories that as much as I share mine with people, I want to like learn from others as well. 
every time a journalist, I have another podcast, every time I talk to anyone, you learn I so learn so much. much. And I'm like, whoa. And that's beautiful because I feel like I need to learn every day and it doesn't only come from me. Like I take info and inspo from people. So I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm curious. I know we talk about this, but yeah. I think throughout quarantine, things have shifted. What does being real mean to you? What does I am real mean to you? Especially right now, being real to me means that if I don't feel like doing something, I will not do it. If I feel like saying something that's been like bothering me or like that I wanted to share, I will say it. And sometimes it's hard to like be that honest with yourself and others, but it's so worth it. What about you? It's obviously evolved, but I think being real is really listening to my intuition, my gut Mm -hmm. and living from there. Because I think prior, not that I wasn't real, but maybe I made decisions or said things or acted in ways or did things because someone else told me I should. Because I think that's what people wanted. It was like subconsciously. You weren't super aware of it. You were just doing it because you felt like that was what they expected from you. Exactly. And quarantine has given me, although it's been very scary, it's taken, it's stripped me of all my layers. Mm Mm-hmm you know, being by yourself and with all your thoughts and emotions and working through things like my mental health. And it's left me with my raw, raw, real self to my, like the deepest in my core. Yeah. My gut, my intuition, my whole being. Yeah. And just living my life through that lens and through my mission and who I'm supposed to be, Yola, not what someone else or other people or my parents, my friends, whoever the industry wants me to be, but who I, Yola, was meant to be is what being real means. Yeah. That's beautiful because we had so much time to think and reflect on everything. That's where all these things came from. And that's what we were lacking before because time is so crucial for like, you know, inner growth and like they take care of your mental health. So I feel so blessed that we have this new approach to how to use our time that I hope that we keep doing that. And I hope others, like if you're tuning in, like we want to hear from you too on how you are approaching your mental health right now because we can learn from you too. Yeah. And although we're sharing our stories and other stories of what works for us and for them, I think we want to make sure that this is a community where we can all connect. Totally. We want to build a global community. Yeah. Or we support us. each other sharing our experiences and learning from what we have with the tools that we have that we're given or that we can like learn from others. You know, no two people are the same and we all come from so many different backgrounds, races, sexualities. Yeah. And it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we're human. That's the beauty of it, actually, that we're so different and we can learn so much more. <sighs> what kind of stigmas do you hope are removed around like mental health? So for me, therapy was such an essential part of my life that I couldn't be here without it. So I am like, why don't we teach that in school? Why why aren't kids doing therapy when they're going to school? Because you need to learn about math and history and whatnot, but also like you need to learn about life. How do we handle our emotions? How do we like interact with people? And parents don't really teach you those things. I mean, they do, but in, in their own, you know, ways and they all have, parents have their own set of problems. And like if kids had to, you know, learn at a younger age how to be human, how to be real and how how to be emotional and how to understand that, I think that would be such a great thing that I hope you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. What about you? There are so many things around mental health and stigmas that I hope are removed or 
you know, evolved. As you know, I'm a first generation Egyptian American. Yeah. And as in many other cultures, like, you know, Middle Eastern, Indian, Latino, like a lot of cultures don't believe that mental health is a thing or depression or anxiety yeah. and they don't believe in therapy. And I hope that this next generation around the world is able to move that needle and change those old thoughts around yeah. what mental health is. I think a lot of people think, oh, you're going to therapy or you have depression or anxiety. They make you feel like the next step is a mental hospital or that you're like crazy and you need to be like buckled down. But that's their fears talking, you know, in a exactly. way like they don't, they don't approach, yeah, they don't understand it. And a lot of these people have it too. Like my parents have anxiety. They'll never yeah. admit it. Of like, course. As if it's a sign of weakness, Exactly. Right? To be open about how you feel. Exactly. If, yeah. And it's like bring shame to your family and all of that. Hopefully and talking about sharing stuff on social media people are more open they feel that they're not going to be so judged if they do and that's right. a huge step ahead you know, i think because so just thinking that you can share how you feel because you're not going to be judged that's huge because that's the reason why people don't share that because they feel they fear oh am i gonna like be like talk bad about am i gonna like just not be like cool people are gonna like, think i'm crazy yeah. and yeah it's like fearing what's gonna happen if you say or share something exactly it's, what do people think what are they gonna think and i also hope that the stigma around taking medication not everyone needs it yeah but it's okay if you do need it yeah if it's forever or for a certain amount of time i had to get back on medication yeah. during quarantine like you know this like yeah. i had so many panic attacks yeah. to the point where I couldn't move, I couldn't breathe, I was shaking, and I was crying about everything, like doing dishes. It would make me cry. Yeah. Things like that. And I knew at that point, I was like, okay, I know that I need to get back on medication. Yeah. And I've been so much better. You've but seen. See, you, you knew and you did it. But people maybe sometimes go like that for years because they fear, you know, that if they say that, people are not going to like help them or support them. And I feel like that's... That's so sad. And I don't want that to ever happen again to anybody, you know? And that's the thing. Like my message, the stigma around needing therapy or possible yeah. medication, like it's okay to access those tools. And I think now more than ever, they're so easy. Everyone's doing virtual yeah. sessions. There's so many different like ways to, to do it and just have to find the, the right fit for you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think once you get used to it, you just love it. I used to like love going to therapy so much when yeah. I was younger. It would be like my favorite thing to do of the week because I felt, I felt like, safe. I felt so safe and I felt like I could like, you know, really like let go and just like share everything that came to my mind and just like be understood. And that is so important for like your growth as a, as an adult, as an, as a teenager, especially. So I think that feeling of like being accepted and welcome is something that everybody should work on. And that is the base of like, you know, being able to work on your mental health. Because if you do feel that way, you're going to open up. And that is like so special, you know, and so important. I agree. Um, my other hope for the podcast is to really shine light on people from different backgrounds yeah, too. I love that. And I know we have diverse upbringings and very, very, yeah. but we're here and like we're we're doing this together and we hope that the community that we build also no matter where you're from we want to hear from you let us know my instagram's at yola robert marta's is marta posen yeah dm us and tell us what you want to hear anytime i love a good dm we love yeah anything and i always respond always like i'm so good with my dms and some of my friends are like wait did you like DM them back? I'm like, yeah, yes, I did. Of course I did. Because it's like someone's trying to talk to you. You got to like listen. You know, like, listen. Yeah. yeah. So let us know what you guys want to see, what you want to hear, what topics you want us to touch on. 
we're an open book and we're going to be as unfiltered <laughs> as we can with you. We're going to be real. We're going to be real. So we want you to get real with us too. All right, guys, stay tuned for more episodes to come. We can't wait to get real with you. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and follow us on Spotify. Spotify. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.